for Truth with a Texas Twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff we women store away in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is, But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Luke 2.19 Our sponsor today is Home Instead. They specialize in elder care, but Home Instead... Senior care can also provide trustworthy, kind-hearted home care services for all your needs so that you can get the help you need, even if it's you recovering from surgery. At Home Instead, it's about providing the highest quality home care services to fit all your family's needs. Our topic today is single and strong. We're doing a whole series on how to be single and strong, and I have some amazing guests lined up for you, but I am so thrilled to bring somebody very special today. Her name is Darlene Marshall, and she is she serves God no matter what she does, and I've known her for a long time, and I just love Darlene. Thank you, Darlene, for being with me today. Thank you, Kathy. It's my pleasure. Now, Darlene has a long resume, and I'm going to get to that, but first I just want to say that I first met Darlene because I knew her brother, and when I realized they were brother and sister, I said, I've got to meet your mom. I mean, I knew Darlene and I knew Tony, and then I said, I've got to know your mom, Sister Bertha, and I've been thinking a lot about your mom this week, Darlene, because you know my mom's been in the hospital, and I think about strong women and how much how much you and I both have to be grateful for because of the moms we had. Yes. So I'm going to brag about you for a second. I know it's going to make you uncomfortable a little bit, but I just <laughs> want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I hope people understand and can hear the affection I have in my voice just to know how much affection I have for you. Darlene has devoted herself to impacting the next generation her whole life. I wrote this, not her, by the way. With over 32 years of experience in public schools, including administration, Darlene currently serves as the director of Boys and Girls Club of East Texas, the only Boys and Girls Club in the nation to come under the auspices of a Christian organization, which is called Mentoring Alliance. Darlene is truly exceptional in every way. She is a close personal friend and one of the finest Bible teachers I have ever heard. She can go to, uh, if you want to know more about Darlene, you can get her full resume or as much as she puts out there on boysandgirlsclubofeasttexas.com. And I want her to tell her story today, so I'm going to be really quiet and let you talk a lot, Darlene. I'm just so thankful and happy you're here. Thank you for doing this with me. Kathy, thank you so much, first of all, for that in, that uh, warm um, description of who I am. And I, I, uh, you're right, I would never have written those things about myself, but I do appreciate <laughs> that. And uh, what I do think more than anything else, I am a person who is loved by God, and I love mm-hmm. all people that He's created. And um, that's just how I, you know, want to dedicate what I want to dedicate my life to. I do want to share my story, and I'm excited to share my story. And um, I had to grow to this point where I could 
um, really share my story, and at some point I do want to talk about that. But just to paint a picture, I grew up um, one of uh, actually the oldest of eight children in a small town with a wonderful uh, family, a great, um, great father, mm-hmm. an amazing, strong mom that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And um, their goal was to um, to model for us um, three big pictures for our lives. And one was to have strong faith and uh, what it meant to be a strong family and to pull together. And then the other, and then you have to understand kind of the time that I grew up. I was born in 1959. So the race relations were in a process of progressing. Mm-hmm. I remember and, that uh, era. They talked to us a lot about our character and um, not to try to make people know who you are. Be who you are. Be strong. Be uh, honest. Be um, be focused in your life. And love other people by those same values. Look at people for who they are and love them for their strengths and forgive them for their weaknesses. And that's how they raised us. And so it was a joy to be, it was crowded being in a family of eight, I mm-hmm. would say. Uh, eight kids and ten total, but and uh, it was awesome. And there's no wimp, no wimpy people in your family. They're all strong, amazing <laughs> individuals. I mean, not really so were- impressive. <laughs> they believe in hard work, and you you don't have time to be wimpy when you're working hard. But I really grew up as a typical young girl in a small town. Had great elementary teachers, high school, played sports, cheerleader, went off to junior college, and then uh, about my my uh, second year at senior college, I was a, a junior at that point. Met a wonderful young man. I remember standing across the uh, registration line going wow, well, I'm going to really enjoy this semester if he's going to be here. And I had no idea who he was and thought it was just something I said to myself because I thought he would never give me the time of day. But to make a long story and a really beautiful story short, um, we started to date, fell in love, and a couple of years later got married. And I loved so many things about him. He was determined to model his own family just like my own. And, uh, oh. of course, that appealed to me. was very smart, um, very outgoing, loved by other people. And he had a couple of hobbies, which is kind of what leads into a part of my story. One of them mm. is he was really good at gardening. And mm. the other was, uh, since he his teenage years, he was part of the Golden Gloves. He's a community boxing league mm. where young kids are kind of, you know, take their energy and they can focus on being precise and learning how to fight with gloves, boxing gloves. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, just that was his area of, um, of a hobby of his. And as we continued our marriage, he really uh, stood out as being very good in that sport. And, and mm-hmm. um, other people started to pursue him for a, a career possibly as, as in wow. the professionals. For wow. boxing. Oh, that's not and, what you, you know, expect. Not what I expected at all. And at one point he said, you know, I may have to kind of give up my job and really focus on this boxing career. And I love a lot of sports, but boxing was not my favorite one. But wow. in support of him, and he was so good at it. I mean, he rarely lost, which is why they pursued him the mm-hmm. way they did. 
But not long after um, that change and really focusing in and really working long hours and having some really tough competitors, uh, he rarely lost. But when he did, uh, he took quite a beating. And as you know, in boxing, a lot of the jabs are to the head. Oh, wow. Um, And, um, you know, because that's kind of where you can stun a person long enough for them to Mm kind of have that day's looking. And it's a strategy to it, and I'm certainly not putting it down. But when I think back, what I know now about Mm. uh, CTE and the brain injury, we were in an early phase, yes, the movie Concussion uh, that Will Smith played Mm -hmm. um, the doctor. Um, we probably were in the beginning of that, and we just didn't know enough about it at that time. Mm. Oh, that's so heartbreaking. So over a series of months, I started to notice a difference in this mm. very bright, very outgoing man. And at first, it was just little things. You know, he said, I think someone broke into my truck. And I said, really? What did they oh. feel? And he would say... I don't know, but I'm going to put a camera in that truck, and I'm going to mm. I'm going to keep an eye on things. And he would so, say, you know, I think someone is tapping our phone. And then I started to think, wow, something's not right. But God. I was very young at the time, and did, you know, had lived this kind of fairy tale life, if you will, mm-hmm. and uh, just thought you you got married in life, you just had lived happily ever after. I remember specifically one night when he took quite a difficult beating and uh, Mm. his coaches came over to me and said, hey, we don't want to alarm you. He's not out of the dressing room yet, but he doesn't know who he is and he's not going to know you. And I remember thinking, are you serious? And they said, yeah. And I said, shouldn't we go to the No, 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 no. We've noticed this has been happening for a while. (gasps) And Kathy, this... this was the beginning of a down spiral, not mm-hmm. only to this very bright, wonderful man, but to our marriage. I'm so and sorry. A, there are a lot of things in the in the middle of this that I could share, and people would just be mm-hmm. um, forward. But for the sake of time, I, I will move on. But I watched slowly it totally, mm-hmm. totally um, took him down to just being an extremely schizophrenic and paranoid man um, that could not hold a job, that um, was afraid of me, afraid of his own parents. Mm. Um, We had built our dream home uh, probably about a year prior to that. Mm. And just living the life. I, I... When I met you, of course, you were through all this stage. I want to... When we come back, I want to tell... The re, my listeners, my listening friends, I want them to know my first impression of you. So don't let me forget to share that when we we're going to go to break. I really hate to interrupt you. I think mm-hmm. there's there's so much more to this story. I also want to know a little bit about like the time frame because I remember, of course, the 80s and the 90s and some of the attitudes in the church. And I want to talk to you because I know your faith is and you are such a strong biblical teacher. I want to hear how you've processed that. But when we first, we've got to go to break. So I want to remind you that you can find out more about Darlene or get more of her wisdom at mentoringalliance.com or you can just search Boys and Girls Club of East Texas in her name and, and their ministry will pop up 
I also want to remind you that Home Instead has brought us this wonderful episode today. And I'm so grateful to Home Instead for all the care that they give. And I'm really grateful now that my mom and I are going to be going through a process of getting some help that I'm just so thankful that God has provided them and my my life and neighborhood. <laughs> but anyway, you can catch more and more interviews of all this anytime at kathycraffy.com. We have a full range of topics that we're covering. We really want to open up conversations. Today's episode is going to open up conversations about mental health. I had no idea that was going to be part of what we talked about. So thank you. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio. So stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door. And the next house over is a grocery store. here with Mary Ottman and I asked her to tell you about Water to Thrive. Water to Thrive builds wells and changes lives for people living in rural villages in Africa. Waterborne illnesses have killed more people than all of the armed conflicts combined since World War II. In fact, 5,000 children under the age of five die each day from waterborne diseases. Since 2008, Water to Thrive has built 750 wells, benefiting 400,000 people. You can make a difference by donating at www.watertothrive.org. Have you ever met one of those people who just can't be stopped? It's like they're unstoppable. Yeah, I have. Me too. What's their mystique? Nothing stops these people. Each week, join Coach Frankie Picasso for Mission Unstoppable, where you'll meet some of the most amazing people. They've accomplished their goals despite insurmountable odds. They beat adversity, physical hardship, and traumatic events, and emerge triumphantly. They're people just like you and me, and they're winners. Are you unstoppable? Join Frankie Picasso every week for Mission Unstoppable and learn how. Stop. What if I told you there was a new place for senior care? A place where mom's bathtub recitals are met with rousing applause? <laughs> where Lola the Yorkie Poo has the run of the place? A place where corn dogs are on the menu? Whenever. It's home. Where mom built her life. Call Home Instead Senior Care at 1-800-455-CARE or visit homeinstead.com to learn more about in-home services like 24-hour care, memory care, hospice support, and meals and nutrition. We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Welcome back. We are talking to Darlene Marshall, and she is sharing her story and some of the things she faced as she went through divorce. 
And I want to just say, Darlene, I met you long after some of this had been resolved in your life. And what I saw the first day I met you was this, this amazing, elegant, intelligent woman. I recognized instantly I could see God's spirit in you, all over you, in you, you know, just everything about you spoke to me that this is this is my father's daughter. We are related. And I knew instantly, You know, and you know this too, we were friends and immediately, like one conversation, and I knew I was going to be your friend for life. Absolutely. I mean, you were just, you're just such a strong, beautiful, overcoming, victorious, joyful, kind, gracious person. If, if you had asked me that day on that first conversation, did you know she went through all this to get there? I would have said, heck no, I would never have guessed. But I also would have said, whatever it took to get her here today to be my friend, this friend, I want that. I'm sorry she had to go through it, but, but that's the choice that I want for her because I want her to be exactly who she is today. And I still feel that way about you all these years later. Aww. You're just so precious to my heart, as you know. And, and people that don't know you won't realize what a strong and influential leader you are. But I'll just tell you, she has such an impact on lives throughout this community and region. She is a regional leader in, here in East Texas and very quietly and unassuming, always putting the spotlight on other people. But I know how much you influence many, many leaders for good here. So when we left, you were talking about the mental health aspect of your story, which I had never heard that much detail from you before. So I was really amazed by that. And, man, I'm thinking I've got to get you back when we do the series on mental health because I love it that you were so gracious in the way you explained the the process that happened with your children's father and that does not surprise me that you would be so gracious because that's who you are but I really love that that you treated that process of how the marriage deteriorated with so much gentleness and respect so thank you for that but now I want to come back to Okay, so maybe a woman is listening today, a listening friend, and she's tuned in because she saw that word divorce, and she's trying to figure out what to do, and she's in a horrible situation. So talk to me a little bit about how that felt. You're a woman of God. I know that divorce was not on your radar. So tell me how that went. It's really interesting that you say that divorce was not on my radar. Not only was it not on my radar, I didn't have anyone in my family that had ever had a divorce. Mm. My uncles, no one that I knew. Mm. So it just wasn't an option. And Kathy, that very Mm. thought of having to go through a divorce made Mm. me probably stay in what became an abusive situation in a lot of ways, Mm. trying to hold on to not being divorced. I'm so sorry. That's where the church has to play this very discipleship role in Mm -hmm. women that they know are going through difficult times. And that is not what I found at my church. It's so hard to even identify. What did you do to to have this wonderful man have such a sad situation? Um, But to answer your question, and I didn't mean to cut you off at all, no, no. But I, I did find people who did understand my situation or would at least listen to me. How did you find um, you know, when, you know, at first, my first inclination was to stay within myself and to be ashamed, mm-hmm. if I may of be course. very honest. Of course. And, That's how everybody um, responds. When we, 
when we are ashamed, then we stay to ourselves. We mm-hmm. keep it in. And my son, who had a great reaction that is now positive to this whole thing, has taught me mm. your secrets keep you sick. Uh. And when we release those things to whoever will listen to them, give God the glory, then there is this beautiful transformation that we start to make. Mm. Being strong doesn't mean you're instantly strong. It's like a muscle. You build it. And the first step to building it is that you share with people your pain. Mm. It took me a while, but when I learned to do that, mm. that's when my growth started. Well, so I'm I can, someone who will listen and talk. I can attest to your growth and the strength of your muscle. <laughs> <laughs> You're amazing in that way. And and you've helped so many other women. And, and in our church, you just bring so much compassion to every conversation. And I, I always value the compassion that you bring. And, and I'm really grateful for it. It's a good reminder for me. We, we just can't know everything that's happening in someone else's life. Absolutely. Well, so when you were caught in this situation, you you did one thing. You immediately began to, you made some, I know it wasn't immediate, but the process allowed you to make some decisions about sharing. And then you searched for the trustworthy people that you could share with. Mm-hmm. So what other things did you find? Um, well, tell us a little bit more about the story. What happened next? Well, after actually a series of diagnoses, and he uh, he lost his job. Mm. And he had an excellent job. Mm. And then after that, things started to just go downhill financially for us. And before mm. we knew it, we lost every single thing we owned. Lost I can't. Homes, I, I really can't cars, imagine that for you. Everything we owned, we lost. Oh. And the, with the new trial at that time of medications and you always have to try to find that medication for mental illness that's right for you mm-hmm. if it's right for you it could cause tremors it could cause nightmares mm-hmm. it could cause mm-hmm. all kinds of and those things of a man who was very bright very well known very much admired mm-hmm. those things played an even greater part on his self-esteem oh. and he said to us i will not stay with you i will not do this to my kids I will not do this to myself. And he said, one day you're going to come home and I will be gone. And that is exactly as much as I prayed, as much as I tried to talk it through, Mm -hmm. he just couldn't do it. And his health, mental health, really deteriorated uh, over time. I mean, there were nights when I really slept in another room, keys in my pocket and my window cracked open. And that's not how I had ever lived in my life. So um, Mm. I had, I really relied on God, and and, and really it's when I really felt like there were one set of footprints in Mm. the sand. The Lord was carrying me because I was truly broken at Mm. that point, Um, not knowing that God had plans for me and um, praying um, to the Lord to give me, show me a glimpse of of yourself, so I will know that you're near me and you've not forgotten mm. me. Because your mind and your heart, when it's broken, mm-hmm. it tends to want to stay that way because you have to now think of something else to do. And so um, I had family. I will tell you, my family was my mm. strongest support. Breaking that news to my parents was one of the oh. hardest things I've ever done. Mm. Also, just 
living that life as a single woman and really being financially very uh, strained. I remember for three years having no insurance, and I would mm-hmm. say to my kids, well, they go to daycare, no getting on the monkey bars, no jumping off of anything, okay? Make them promise. So I could slowly build myself up. And, you know, there are women listening maybe right now. They live this every day. Listen, I am so glad you shared something that practical. I really thank you for sharing that so honestly. Because there are women that are going to go, that's a great idea. I should do that. (laughs) You don't have to be (laughs) Not jumping off of anything. (laughs) Right. Well, Dave and I always say we don't do danger for entertainment because we just don't (laughs) see the point of it, really. You know, Kathy, I really saw God's hand in this in so many ways. I know we don't have time to talk about it, but mm-hmm. I will say that in Second Timothy 1 and 9, he, that scripture says, He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of His own purpose and grace. And I learned to live in God's grace. Well, and I see one of the things that happened with us when we were looking at divorce, because we were so unable to make our marriage work for us at one point. And I remember thinking, Lord, if I end up divorced, that's not what I expected. And I don't know if you can use me. So talk to us a little bit about that in case a woman really, I don't want any woman to ever come away from something I've said and think that she cannot keep herself safe from a man who's threatening her, even her husband. I mean, I just want women to know we have that responsibility before the Lord to keep ourselves safe. So, um, so what, what, uh, talk to me a little bit about some of those ideas. Well, the first thing I had to do was to separate the illness uh, and some of the things I encountered. When you're paranoid, schizophrenic, um, what is reality for the person who's ill is totally twisted. So he then saw me as an enemy. And to look at this man that I loved and to know that through his eyes of not being healthy, he saw me as someone who was an enemy of his. Um, That was really difficult. So one of the things I had to do was to go back and look at the situation and know that I was not dealing with reality. Therefore, I could not handle it by trying to talk it out the way a couple would if they were just having their typical problems. I had to then approach it in a totally different manner. You know what? This is bringing us to a whole nother show. We're definitely going to do another show together. And when we do, I want you to come back and tell my listening friends, probably many of your friends actually do tune into this. Let's talk about those kind of those kind of things. Like, how do you understand that when you understand you can't talk rationally with someone, what do you do? I wish we had more time for more of your story. You are so beautiful to me, Darlene. Every bit of you is dear to my heart. And I just want to thank you so much for being on the show today. Well, thank you for having me and allowing me to tell my story. We're going to do this it's again. Really my testimony. <laughs> I love it. And we're going to do it again. But I have to say goodbye now. So if you okay. are looking for ways to start a conversational adventure with your friends about this topic, especially mental health and marriage, this is going to be a wonderful episode for that. I hope you will po- take the podcast and share it with friends. And know that you can find more topics on kathycrafty.com. And Thank you for joining us on Camp Crafty Fireside Talk Radio, where we ponder all the tried and true stuff women store in their heart.
Truth with a Texas Twang, spoken here. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today and we will see you again next week. Oh, Johnny and Keith.